Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you're going to get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co, P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add the disk dump in the how did you hear about Podgo section of the application. That'll help me a little bit. Hello and welcome to the Disc Dump Podcast. This is the show where we watch movies, play games, or listen to music in an effort to decide, are we going to keep the disc or are we going to dump it? Today, I am joined by Mike and Raph from the Straight to DVD Podcast. How are you guys doing? We're great. Fantastic, Miles. Couldn't be better. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. I'm having a really great day. Thanks for asking. Um, Of course. (laughs) So for today's episode, we watched Peter Jackson's King Kong. But first, a brief history. Peter Jackson's King Kong is a 2005 giant monster movie that was co-written, produced, and directed by Peter Jackson. It is a remake of a 1933 film that was all claymation. This is actually a visual wonder for 2005, and it was one of the highest grossing films ever made. It was released on December 14th, 2005, and uh, it's really good. It stars Adrian Brody, Jack Black, Naomi Watts, and Andy Serkis. And you know Andy Serkis is playing the big ape course he is he's gonna be in green screen everywhere but he's also like a character in the movie it's pretty cool they fight a bunch of big giant bugs and there's dinosaurs and a lot of just really unrealistic action and it's fantastic if you haven't seen it definitely check it out it's three hours long but it's worth it all right so you guys like this movie or is it a terrible movie well this afternoon uh, I, I like to I like to chat with Raph ever so briefly before we do any recordings whatsoever, you know, so just to sort of get a, a vibe from him about what, what he thinks about something. And this movie, when I was young, was near and dear to my heart. I love I love this movie growing up, but I have I hadn't seen it in a very long time. And I happen to be a big fan of kaiju movies. So I was very excited to rewatch it. And as I was rewatching it, I like I fell in love with it again. And I was texting Raph. I was like, God, this movie still holds up as an adult. And Raph texted me and was like, I didn't love it. uh text me um i didn't love it um i I mean i remember watching it like as a kid being like okay with it um watching it with kind of like adult eyes um i guess i'll just jump into it right now king kong is like one of the most racist stories and for me as as a black as a black american like i don't love racist stories therefore i didn't love king kong 
Um, but those are my initial <laughs> initial thoughts on it. So essentially, after the, the the lovely little history I I went into about my love for the movie, rap goes. It's it's a racist story. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I'm I'm never thought about it before, and I'm putting my brain on it. Can you explain what about it is racist? Yeah, well, how much time you got, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> um, we could be here all night talking about how King Kong is racist. Um, well, I, I think like a lot of people were first kind of uh, their eyes were first kind of open to King Kong being a racist movie in Quentin Tarantino's Inglorious Bastards when they're playing the game with the cards on top of their heads and the one guy is asking the questions and he's like, "Was I brought over here in chains? Um, was I, you know, taken from a, an exotic land?" Um, and then, you know, displayed in, in America against my will in, in chains. Um, and he's like, well, then I must be, you know, the story of the black man in America. And they're like, no. And he's like, it's either that or King Kong. And everyone ah. laughs and they're like, ah, ha, 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 ha. Wow. Um, but essentially that's what the story of, of King Kong is. It's, it's, it's about the, the experience of like of a black person in America and the original sin of, of the slave trade. And obviously like his love interest is Anne, this beautiful white blonde woman which kind of plays into the horribly racist trope of black people, like always lusting after white women, which is just like something that I've seen way too many times and don't need to see ever again. So even fair, if it has like big CGI and like dick slugs and shit. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be fair, I, I lust after white women. As yeah. Well. <laughs> um, okay. So I never thought of that. Um, and then there's the whole issue of like the, the natives of, of Skull Island and shit, but Miles, what did you think of the movie? Yes. I really liked this movie, but now you're making me question that if I'm allowed to. He He's so good at this. He makes you feel so guilty for enjoying yeah. something. <laughs> well, I like it. How, how am I the <laughs> there, there was... Miles, are you, there, are you white? I am, in fact, white. Typical white guys <laughs> making the black guy feel bad for... <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just how dare you call me out on my race? <laughs> I'm sure this is not what you were expecting. I mean, I'm, I'm up for all of it. <laughs> there was a moment I thought about it. I was like, "Ooh, is that racist or is it accurate for the times?" I'm not sure. And that was the little Asian man who had four lines in the movie. Oh, Choi. Yeah, Choi. Choi. Yes. He was 100% yes. unnecessary except for to make Andy Serkis look sad for one moment. Well, it's funny you mention that because I, I used to watch the behind the scenes of this movie when I was younger because I was a loser. And really, I, I there's they, they interview all of the actors because, you know, the, the movie is so long and they spent so much time on set together on the actual Skull Island. And... He's interviewed and he talks about how amazing it is to work with all these actors and Peter Jackson, like really get to work on this character. And it's like you said, he has four lines yeah. <laughs> in the movie. And I watched this interview. I was like, what the hell is he talking about? It turns out he like most of the deleted scenes are his, <laughs> his scenes in the movie. He has this whole big friendship arc with Lumpy the Cook, played by Andy Serkis, who plays who plays Kong. But that's not in the actual movie. Yeah, I, uh, I have the three-disc version of this movie. It's very, very fucking long. And there's over six and a half hours of extra features. So I did not get through all of them <laughs> at all. Sure. But, uh, yeah, so I didn't end up watching the deleted scenes. But I did watch Peter Jackson talk about how on a different disc there were deleted scenes. So that was kind of cool. <laughs> 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 so, okay, we've established that it is, in fact, uh, a... <laughs> 
an algorithm for racism. What else do we have? <laughs> From a technical standpoint, not to uh, you know table the the racial discussion. No, 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 no. Um, but let's just talk about this the CGI for a second. For a tooth a, a film in two thousand five, it looks amazing. Yeah, for real. It, with the exception of when you're watching Kong's entire body walk around, he, it's great. <laughs> yeah. Guys, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to send here again. Um, what what I was watching, I thought there were parts that looked that looked amazing. I thought a lot of the Kong, uh, like motion capture stuff with with Andy Circus looked amazing. I thought it looked it looked phenomenal, um, just like that stuff. But there are a lot of scenes where it's the crew running and they're like dinosaurs oh, oh, or yeah. or something like chasing after them, and those scenes looked just terrible and completely took me out of the movie to the point where. Um, I mean, I already wasn't enjoying it, but uh, oh. I, I thought I, I found it. I found it a little distracting, um, and not actually contributing to the over overall in, enjoyment of the flick. Miles, let me know. Let me know if you, if you agree about this. You, you you actually do raise a good point. I think the CGI is amazing, particularly like you said on Kong, and I think the the mo the mocap they did of, of Andy Circus is is great. Um, and some of the dinosaur designs and, and monster and insect designs are amazing. But yes, the 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 CGI people and when the actual actors are uh, juxtaposed against a green screen, that does yeah. look a little For cartoony. Sure. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. looked a little wonky. They did a perfect silverback gorilla. Don't get me wrong. When he's walking around in the cave and shit, he looks a little wonky to me. But you're right. The, the fair statement to say that the stampede scene is terrible cgi <laughs> that whole scene is like <laughs> that, that stampede scene was almost unbearable <laughs> yeah <laughs> it looked so bad um seeing like <laughs> kyle chandler pushing adrian brody out of the way and like he clearly would have been like hit by by one of the legs um and the leg just like disappears <laughs> so it doesn't hit him like it was just it was really it was terrible and then bronto brontosauri all topple over each other like yeah. a bunch of bowling balls <laughs> i think even in 2005 that scene i was like mm, that could have been done better but it was still like this movie is so fucking action-packed from the middle on but let's talk about the beginning of this movie <laughs> the the writing was so fucking lazy at the beginning of this movie it's unreal well, it's it's funny you say that because you'd you'd think that he would want to move it along. It's like let's let's get to Skull Island. The movie's called King Kong, not Adventures on a Steamboat. You know, I was strangely compelled by and and it's funny I mentioned this to Raph before rewatching it because like I said I hadn't seen it in a while, and I was expecting and from what I remembered I uh, the love story between Jack and Anne between Adrian Brody and, and Naomi Watts. I remembered as being somewhat strange and sh sort of um, ham-fisted, but I liked it this time when I watched it. And so that sort of carried some of it for me, but New York being in, in a depression and the whole vaudeville thing and spending 60 minutes uh, eating lamb's brains in walnut sauce. I was a little, uh, I could have moved quicker. <laughs> They said that the uh, a lot of the dialogue was taken directly from the original script at the beginning. I get that you're trying to shoehorn that in there, but it, they sacrificed a lot to make that happen, I feel like. What do you think, Raph? I, I was going to say, I, I think one of the more compelling parts of this movie is the, is the Carl story. 
um, and just like everything that he's trying to do, like in the name of a, a creative vision or just like capitalist greed. And I think that, like you're saying, uh, a lot of the writing was was pretty lazy. And if they did take a little bit of time to fully flesh out a lot of those ideas, like around his story, it could have been like it could have been a really interesting way to approach like this particular movie, like something that we've already seen and not just make it this bloated CGI fuck fest of, of how many, you know, giant insects and shit can we can we fit on screen at one time and like also there are dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> it could have been like a really to tell like a really interesting story, I thought, in, in, in that sense with, with Carl. But yeah, a lot of it is like fucking weak. You- and Jack Black was like such a strange choice. And he kind of works, but kind of doesn't work. I was kind of interested to hear what you guys thought about the casting of Jack Black in that main kind of serious, but also just plain Jack yeah. Black role. <laughs> Miles, let me, I'm, I'm going to chime in really quick and then let me know what you think. I, it's funny you mention that because now that I'm thinking about it, who is the protagonist of this movie? I, Case Kong. I guess, yeah, yeah. It is, that's what it's called. Um, but he doesn't show up until fucking 80 minutes. Uh, it was an hour and 10. <laughs> yep, that's when he, you first see him. Yeah. Yeah. But Jack Black, I think out of, and it is this cast, and there are so many characters, great cast, a lot, lot of great actors, but he's probably the closest we get to a protagonist, I would think, Jack Black. Like, obviously, yeah. you could say Naomi Watts, but she doesn't, like, she... She's not There's a fully no... realized character. Yeah, she's, she's just... a plot device. Yeah. She's a plot device. Lady, um, look at her. She's a lady. Yeah, and it's That's like, it. oh, by the end, she, <clears throat> you know, she be, she gets what she wants. She, she She's an actress again on, on stage. But I don't know. I think the most compelling change for a character is is um, is Carl, because Colin Hanks, uh, Tom Hanks' son, who's in this film, who plays one of the, the, the script guys, camera operators, I forget, works on Carl's movie. He's Carl's when, assistant. At the end. Yes, that's right. His assistant. When when they get back to New York and he's putting on the King Kong stage play, he says to Jack, uh, Carl, he has the the uncanny ability to I'm, I'm botching the line, the uncanny ability to destroy that which he loves. And I was like, that's that's the most interesting character thing as a through line we get throughout the film, because it's like it's, it's, it's interesting because. Carl means well. He thinks he, he just wants everyone to see this amazing thing without realizing that he's destroying the thing and bastardizing it and tormenting it in attempting to do such. But there's no real scene of, of Carl realizing that. So it doesn't yeah. quite get there. But what uh, do you think? I Bob? thought the casting of Jack Black was not like it was definitely out of left field, but I liked it a lot. I thought he played a pretty good what I took to be an antagonist. I definitely thought he was the bad guy of the movie, even though he like is on screen more than anybody. I feel like he's the villain because he's the one who makes all the bad shit happen. Everybody who dies, it's his fault. So like, I see him as like an antagonist. I was, right. was going to say he has, he has that running thing. Whenever someone in his crew dies, he's like, he died for what he believed in. He died, you know, for the cause. And we're, you know, I'm going to take all the proceeds and I'm going to donate yeah. it to his wife. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, I, I Every time it. Colin Hanks, he just picks up on a little bit more. He's just like, wait, wait, wait. wait. You said that about the last dude. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's he's totally um, like he's certainly the lead. I guess he gets the most screen time, but he also kind of is the antagonist in that he makes all of the terrible shit happen, um, whether he's proactively doing it or just too stupid or like he has his, he, he has his blinders up the entire time, right? Like he has like a singular focus, and it's 
again, it's not clear like what that focus is. Is it his creative passion that he that he wants to pursue? Is it just like capitalism? Is it just like pursuing the unknown? Um, but whatever it is, like he's singularly focused, and it, it doesn't matter like what sh- bad shit is happening around him. He's going to get to that end that end game, uh, no matter what. Okay, sorry. Anyways, um, we we were talking about Jack Black. Yes, Carl, the antagonist. That that's yeah. that's. I'm gonna have to go home and and spend another 18 hours watching it. Uh, to, <laughs> yeah, to, to, to realize that. No, because you make you make a good point. Um, he's the one who puts everyone on this journey when he doesn't know when they're going. Everybody dies because of his negligence. He hijacks uh, King Kong. Yeah, an allegory for um, the African American <laughs> experience yeah, in, in this country. America. Yeah. Um, and then he is the result of multiple murders in Manhattan due to this ape running around. Yeah. And he suffers no consequences. None. He gets the last line of the movie. Like he realized something. <laughs> he walks away with all those, with all the proceeds from those admission tickets. And he just goes home. And he's like, fuck it. What movie am I going to make next? Counting his fucking stacks of, of money. He's like, I heard of a giant green lizard in Tokyo. <laughs> yeah. 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 He looks directly into the camera. He's like, "Twas beauty killed the beast," and the cops are on the side, being like, "You're, uh, this is first degree murder, dude. <laughs> dude. You caused all of this. This is literally all your fault." Yeah. So, like, I really feel like he's the bad guy, but I thought that he played a hard-headed, blinders-on, determined person pretty well. I, I definitely think it could have been worse casting. Who would you guys ideally have put? in the role of uh carl that's, that's a, a real that's, that's a really good question, question. Any, any anytime we get a difficult question i, I defer to rap yeah hear, uh... that's usually how it goes <laughs> um who would i who who would i make carl uh the first person that comes to mind is joaquin phoenix i don't know why oh, but wow. um i think if you just like really crank up like his, his antagonist side or whatever and really like i'm thinking like we lean him into like the Daniel Plainview sort of category, even though I know that's a different actor. That's not Joaquin Phoenix, uh, but just like a ruthless capitalist who will stop at absolutely nothing to get what he wants, whether it be in the name of his art or whatever it be. I, I, don't, I don't know if that's, 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 that's a no, good that answer, is, but I'm going to go with Joaquin That's Phoenix. an interesting take. I, you mentioned villain, uh, Miles, and now that's all I can think about. And now I'm thinking of like Paul Giamatti <laughs> from, <laughs> From Billions, that would have been a good um, or like Brian Cox Ooh. from Succession, like one of those two. Something about like these these older, somewhat um, borderline, like boisterous, like big big men who are like opportunists. If 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 they if you went with the character in a direction that wasn't as funny, because Jack Black is like is, yeah. is funny in this. He's like you said, he's the antagonist. He also provides a lot of the comic relief. Putting that aside, like if, if it was like a legit antagonist, I think one of like Paul Giamatti or Brian Cox could be interesting. I think you got to go with someone though who also has like a, a a charm to them, or who can have the ability to charm. I don't know if Joaquin has that, or if Paul Giamatti has that. I love Paul Giamatti, but I don't know if he's like a charming guy. Um, but I feel like your ideal mm-hmm. antagonist would be someone who who can be ruthless but also be a little charming in like a very deceiving way. Who who would you go with? I mean, as you guys have been talking, my brain has just been like, nope, you got nobody, Miles. You can keep thinking all you want. You're not going to come up with nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go with um, 
Lead singer of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's who I'm going with. Oh shit! I'm a I'm not a music Anthony Kiedis. Anthony Kiedis? Yeah. I don't know who that is. He's the lead singer of the I, Red Hot I, Chili I Peppers. I just feel <laughs> like him or like Iggy Pop would have looked like crazy doing that. I don't know. They're the only people that came into my brain. For yeah. <laughs> Iggy, Iggy Pop. Yeah. Well, they kind of look like Anthony Kiedis and Iggy Pop. Yeah. Um, I guess I digress. <laughs> So um, that would be fun, though. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They're probably terrible <laughs> actors, if I had to guess. But yeah, <laughs> it's just the, the entirety of the Red Hot. That's Peter Jackson's next film, King Kong Two. The Red Hot Chili Peppers go back to Skull Island. Yeah. <laughs> Play music for King Kong. He's like, oh, this is fucking sick. Yeah. <laughs> resurrected because of how music. <laughs> Flea's just dropping no, crazy bass lines. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And Jack Black, Carl, is like the ninth wonder of the world, yeah. the red hot chili peppers. <laughs> Coachella 2021 is going to be sick, right? Hot chili peppers are headlining with King Kong. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, I'd watch Yeah. <laughs> I would watch the shit out of that, even though it would probably be like a straight to DVD movie like you guys talk about all the time. Hey, hey, yeah. hey, he said it. So, um,. <laughs> We finally see King Kong at an hour and ten into this movie. Um, so, And you were underwhelmed. One of you was underwhelmed by the CGI. So uh, what's the first thing we see is him come up and he's going to eat the girl. And then he takes her and they run away or whatever. How about the fact that um, the character Annie, she woos him first with acrobatics and then with discipline. That's all it took. <laughs> Michael, you take this one. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I felt that very personally. Every relationship I've ever been in has started like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, she juggles, and I'm like, wow. And then she tells me I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. Constantly push her. Yeah, push after, her after, I, after I fight three lizards to, to prove my, <laughs> my, my love for her. Well, it's you know, it's funny. Joking aside, it's funny you bring that up because – the way Peter Jackson sort of makes their relationship quote unquote start is that he's, he's like pissed off at her because he fights the three T-Rexes and then he like walks away. He's like, yeah, whatever. He like, he like, like stumbles away from her a little bit and she's like, wait, no. And he's like, yeah, I know. And he throws her on, <laughs> on his shoulder. It's like, he knows he's a badass. But it's it's funny because he like he's he's sort of like a um a teenager with the way he goes about wooing her or the way he responds uh, to it. But it's um I don't know their relationship is kind of weird in, in typical hot blonde fashion. You know she uh, she goes with him even though she has a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of Jack showing up and he's like, wait. You're fucking sleeping with the with the her, her and Kong are just going at it when he fucking signs up. He's like, I came here to save you, and you're boning the gorilla. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> the dude, the scene with the T Rexes is like one of the craziest shits 
like ever i was like you know i was trying to justify the cgi to my girlfriend at that point i'm like i'm telling you this is 15 years ago like this is good cgi for 15 years ago she's like i'm not impressed and then the she like got up and walked away and the crazy dinosaur fight happened and i'm like babe you gotta come back and she's like i don't care miles and i'm like this is the (laughs) best part of the movie and she was just like no i'm like you missed the point where the cgi was at its prime but yeah yeah what'd you guys think of that scene Raph, you go first. I went first last time. I, I totally have something for this scene, and it's actually one of the like four notes that I wrote wrote down about this movie. Why do three T Rexes want to eat one tiny human lady so right. bad <laughs> when they're on on this island that is full of giant dinosaurs that are one way meatier and two <laughs> way easier to hunt? Yeah, like they don't have to fight King Kong in order to get much more substantial meals than one tiny human person. Like. Are they all? Are they going to split her into thirds? That's nothing. Those T Rexes will still be starving after that. Yeah. I didn't understand it, but the CGI looked amazing. As a, a retort to that, it's the same reason that Kong is so infatuated with her. She's exotic. Oh. They've never seen um, Naomi Watts before. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we've only seen her in Mulholland. Like, wow, is that that Hollywood actress? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Look at the gams um, on her. Yeah. Um, but. Um, but I think what's so impressive, I, I mean, that is a good point. It's just like you'd think that after Kong horribly murders the first two, the third would be like, you know what? Maybe she's not working. <laughs> I can find food somewhere yeah. else. Yeah, but the the detail in the fight, I think, is what's so impressive. Just like the little things, like the the look on his face when they bite him and he gets pissed, him like throwing her around, catching her on his feet. Like, the whole fight on the vines is cool. I just think the fight is extremely well-designed. And I, I have a feeling that in 2005, with that amount of CGI, most of the movie's budget, I think, went to that sequence. I'm guessing. I would venture the same guess, yes, for sure. But, like, you're getting thrown around like that. The G-forces must have been wild. Naomi Watts' brain should have just been mush. Her bones should <laughs> all have been broken. There's it's no way... Concussion. Yeah, she's just drooling her brains out. Like she would be that's dead. Why, that's why she fell in love with King Kong is because she thought it was Adrian Brody at that point. Her brain was just, <laughs> she couldn't tell the difference. It was the CTE the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She, oh my god, I love this movie's so fucking good. Like I have a hard time talking about movies, even though that's predominantly what I do, because I have to just hold myself back from going. I really like this movie over and over. Like I, I have a hard time coming up with interesting thing. things to say other than I really like this movie, even though it's I'm envious racist. of your enthusiasm. <laughs> Nothing excites me anymore. Yeah. I haven't been this excited about a movie since like 94. Yeah. <laughs> Pokemon. The first As movie. A three-year-old yeah. is like, this is the pinnacle of film. Yeah. <laughs> Someone get that baby out of the theater. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, um, baby, where are your parents? <laughs> Shut up, you pretentious film guy. So, <laughs> I think we need to talk about my actual favorite scene in this movie, which is yes. the bugs. The bug oh. scene is so crazy. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's creepy as shit yeah. and really disturbing. What's the bug scene? 
Um, oh, when they're in the cavern and all the insects are. Were you, did you even watch the, <laughs> the the penis slugs? How can you forget the penis slugs? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. penis I, slugs. I, I said the penis slugs. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure which bugs we were we were referring to. Is this the scene when decoy Tom Holland shoots the giant bees off of Adrian Brody? That is correct. <laughs> with, like, with amazing aim. Just uh, impeccable aim. He's the, never picked up a gun before in his life, and he has this Tommy gun, and he's just like fucking just mowing down all of these giant bees, these giant wasps and shit. I think that was actually on purpose because the last one of the last things that his mentor Hayes said to him was, "Don't make me regret giving you this gun." So he had to do something crazy with the gun to justify that. So I think that Peter J- Peter mm. Jinkson did it on purpose. So. Um, <laughs> One, one more thing about Hayes before we continue on with the bug scene, um, kind of going back to the first thing I said, uh, he plays the role of the sacrificial Negro, uh, which if you guys are familiar with other racist true. tropes in movies, that's yep. when the only black character, uh, their only purpose is to, you know, let themselves die so that the other white characters that they care about so much can, you know, go on with the story and have a full arc so that, you know. How did Hayes die? He literally sacrifices himself in front of Khan so that so that fucking decoy uh, uh, decoy what's his name Tom, Tom Holland. Holland decoy Tom Holland can can live on. Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> he, he he like wall balls him. He's just like he does. Yeah, he just wha- fucking whacks him. Yeah, they. Uh, I I like to think of him as I, when I see this trope in movies, it's either the magical black man or the mentor black man. So he was. I guess less magical, but you know, like every Stephen King book ever is there's a magical black man involved. <laughs> <laughs> the wisest character amongst them all. Easily the smartest character in the movie was yeah, Hayes. For sure. yeah. for sure. <laughs> he's like they're heading they're like heading into the abyss on the ocean. He's just like looking out, he's just like something don't taste right about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my he knew. god. Yeah. Why did they listen to him? I don't know. Listen to that smart black man. What else has that actor been in? I feel like I've, I haven't seen him in a single other thing. What I'm, is this actor's name? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know either. Probably dies first and whatever else yeah, he's listened to. He literally died while making this film. <laughs> Andy Serkis hit him so hard. <laughs> he was like, no, Andy Serkis, you go out and make more movies. My career is done. I've done my work. I've told you all I know. <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> oh, but yes, the, but the but, sorry, Miles. If you if you've listened to any of our stuff, you know we're we're such culprits of just completely derailing conversations. <laughs> no, that's that's all good. I'd prefer a derailed, fun conversation to a strict, rigid one. So, real. But yes, the the bug scene. Um, it's it as a child watching Andy Circus get consumed by five penises. Uh, was <laughs> wild. Was immensely uh, arousing to me. I must <laughs> really, it really shaped my taste growing into an adult. I mean, if it doesn't make little kids with uncircumcised penises hate their body, I don't know what will. <laughs> that shit was directly like get circumcised, monsters. <laughs> Also, why didn't the, he? The two the two groups that Peter Jackson decided to attack with this movie: <laughs> every black person and kids with uncircumcised. <laughs> it's basically the Peter Jackson envy yeah, movie. Yeah. He wished that he were yeah. black and had an uncircumcised penis. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but about Lumpy's death. 
like why why wasn't he actually hitting them with that machete <laughs> yeah there's definitely a few moments where like the cgi and what he was doing did not match up because he definitely should have been able to defend himself pretty accurately with that especially since they aren't like moving so he's cuts off one's head that's near him it's not like it respawns its head so i mean it was the cgi there could have been better but at the same time i remember sitting in the movie theater and being like what the fuck what the fuck what the fuck it's just like more and more bugs were coming out that shit was so fucking crazy i would have been what 14 13 something like that i remember sitting sitting there with, with my uncle and that scene happened and they like ate him and and i was mortified as a as a as a teenager and my uncle who was this like movie freak badass was just watching it he didn't even look at me he was just like Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely an OMG scene. Like that shit was fucking crazy. Like whenever I think about this movie, I think about that and then I think about the ape on the the very end of the movies basically. They're the two things I think of. So when people go, "You want to watch King Kong again?" I just flash through all the bug scenes like just in vivid detail and I look up and I just go, "Yeah, I do. Let's watch this." <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is one of my favorite movies and like the fact that i got the three disc edition i don't remember where i got it but i was a little discouraged at the fact that it was three and a half hours long did you guys end up with like the extended versions the yeah well the re the regular one is what just uh, just three, three just right? three just a casual three because that's a regular <laughs> length for right me. right and then the extended edition is thirty extra minutes of the penis slugs eating, yeah. uh, <laughs> eating lumpy. I, yeah. I I watched the extended edition because um, I have nothing to live for besides <laughs> watching movies. <laughs> Even with that runtime, like it, it kind of flies by. Like it doesn't feel like a long movie um, at all. I don't, I don't think. think it comes to a screeching halt once they get King Kong off the island. Like there definitely is a tonal shift that it's like, okay, the audience can like take a breath now because it's been nonstop action for an hour and 10 minutes. So but... it is, it's like three different movies. Mm -hmm. You got the steamboat bit, then you got the island and then you have post island. Yeah. Like King Kong is a terrible strategist, but anyway, so this actually seems like a half decent time to take us a little tiny break here. And when we come back, we're going to talk about something that's unrelated to King Kong in any way. We're going to play a game called Best Wishes. We'll be right back. Hello, we're the Good Robot Andes podcast. And what exactly do we do, Andy? We talk about movies. We talk about movies with spoilers. Yes, we do. What else do we do? We talk about uh, TV, we talk about games, philosophy and life. And where can you find us? You can find us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. See you there. Hello, everyone. How you doing? Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Distump Podcast, where I speak with Straight to DVD about the movie Peter Jackson's King Kong. Man, I freaking love this movie, and it is crazy that other people didn't love this movie, but they're going to make some excellent points if they haven't already. I just have a few things to tell you. If you want to get a hold of me, you can email me, discdumppod at gmail.com. That's D-I-S-C-D-U-M-P-P-O-D at gmail.com. Don't forget that little PP in there. It's important. On Twitter, I'm at the Disc Dump. Instagram, Disc Dump Podcast. 
Facebook is the Disc Dump Podcast Fans Group. Definitely check that out. So yeah, definitely uh, hit me up if you have anything you want to say. If you want to reach out to any of my guests, you want to be on an episode, let me know. I mean, I'm pretty open to suggestions as long as you have uh, decent audio recording equipment. We should be good to go. I have a couple quick thank yous I want to say. I want to say thank you to Zach Cloyd for producing this episode. Thank you, Zach. I appreciate you. I also want to say thank you to the fellas from Straight to DVD for uh, hanging out with me. This is the first time that I had actually met them. And then later we recorded the Batman Month episode. So it was like uh, a little bit of weird time travel business. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, so... I hope you guys enjoyed Batman Month. Batman Month was super fun. Alrighty, so thank you for listening. Let's get back to the show. Alrighty, fellas. Are you familiar with Wish.com? Wish.com. Wish.com. Don't look at the emails. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I have them queued. I haven't opened anything. I haven't opened anything. Okay. So Wish.com is the Chinese junk store, essentially. Um, So you can buy literally anything. You can buy pillows. You can buy frying pans. You can buy dishwashers. You can buy crack pipes. You can buy sex dungeon outfits and dildos. And so there's a lot of really dark shit on Wish.com. And it's all cheap and all terrible. But I enjoy it. So I buy things just to see what they will actually look like when they come out of the mail. And uh, so I have gotten used to clicking on the most absurd shit and that makes my algorithm give me way more absurd shit than the average joe so i have made a game out of it where i'm going to read to you the name of whatever this thing is and you have to tell me what it is so okay (laughs) we're gonna take turns so uh let's start with raf first actually so don't open it yet but this is going to be best wishes one here we go Men's lingerie, shoulder straps, mankini, one-piece, V-string, stretch, singlet, bodysuit, fan for $3.68. Would you like to hear that again? So what, 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 what do I guess? Okay, so you have to tell me what this thing is after I read to you what the website calls it. Okay. So think, that's think, the men's lingerie. You think you got it? Okay, go ahead. Throw it Did out. Did you say fan? Here, let me just read it again. Men's lingerie, shoulder straps, mankini, one piece, V, sling, stretch, singlet, bodysuit, fan. I know what it is. Three dollars and sixty-eight cents. What is it? It's it's the it's the thing that Borat wears. Yeah, yeah. You open Best Wishes one. A, you will see banana hammock. That you are exactly yeah! correct. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. That's um. Wow, wow, you wow. Wow, it's a very chiseled man. Wow, wow. Dude is <laughs> an, an interesting tramp stamp. <laughs> He's in much better <laughs> shape than Borat. Yeah. So what is the what does the image look like for the audience? Um, <laughs> it's a dude. Body is very hairless. He's in quite good shape. He has no pubes. He has he has nothing. He's he's gotten laser hair removal yeah. on his entire body. He has, a six, he has a six pack. Everything is very tight. You know, in, in all the right places. 
um, and he's wearing this this sort of ban- banana hammock type thing deal, but it, it, instead of just going around his waist, it goes up and over his shoulders, and I'm assuming in the back it turns into a thong type situation. <laughs> I would venture a guess to say that's true. If you would have clicked, if I clicked on that picture, it's like, there are like 50 different colors of this thing and it's the same model. They just like click the change color button on it, I think. So, yep. Oh, yep. this is exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> Someone just Photoshopped different colors. And what the hell are you ordering that your algorithm <laughs> is suggesting banana hammocks for you? <laughs> well, I'll let you know here because you're going to have to guess what this one is. I may or may not have bought it. I'm going to put it out there right now. I swear I didn't buy it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you have <clears throat> latex rubber handsome cosplay light blue nurse uniform costume size extra extra S to extra extra L. $84. 84 bucks. Okay, so it's cosplay. So it's something popular. It's a blue nurse outfit in latex. I'm guessing it's a video game character. Just guess it, dude. Uh, it it could be. I don't know. Let me let me get, get, lay it on me not. one more time. One more time. Latex rubber handsome cosplay light blue nurse uniform costume size XXS to XXL eighty four dollar. Handsome. Don't focus on the handsome. Remember, this is a Chinese site. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, you had the easy one. (laughs) Oh, they only get crazier from here. (laughs) Um, oh, man. Um, handsome. I got nothing. I got nothing, Miles. Well, if you open up uh, Best Wishes 2, you can describe to me what you're looking at. Um, okay. Well, it's, um... (laughs) So I was wrong about it being a popular character. It is, in fact, a. Um, I'm not sure if you would. Uh, this this could go both ways. This is either this is either a, a dom costume or a gimp costume. I guess it, I guess it depends on uh, on 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 uh, on whether you're a top or a bottom. But it is, in fact, a woman in a uh, a latex. Uh, blue rubber costume with a little nurse hat it's funny if the nurse hat wasn't there it could be anything uh really it does look like it's photoshopped in doesn't it why what rubber handsome (laughs) that's for you threw me off terribly (laughs) i was like handsome (laughs) i like that you specify this extra small to extra large yeah i like that it has a double x has one single one star review and it's on sale. It's normally 117, but it's 84. <laughs> what? Who wears an extra, extra small one of those? Like, are they putting this on babies? I feel like they're putting this on babies. Oh God, I hope not. I hope not. I hope not it's, too. It's for their it little, it's for their little porky tone. weirdos. <laughs> Alrighty, Raph. Yep. <laughs> Your next one is one piece men's training tool thickening growth increase big for men healthcare four dollars and ninety two cents that's got to be some kind of supplement uh that is illegal in in most of the 50 states thickening (laughs) they do sell those on wish.com but this is not one of those it's not like a like a Uh, pill supplement it is not no if you click on uh best wishes what is this one three 
Best wishes three. <laughs> you shall see the one piece men's training tool thickening growth increase big for men healthcare. Oh. oh. What you looking at? Oh. Oh, that's like for that's like what you put you put up you put that on when you're taking uh like underwear modeling photos to make your bigger. Why? I don't know. Does anyone use that? Why for, like, is this is why does this is? penal prosthesis have spikes coming off of it? <laughs> This 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 little Spikes. little rubber penis <laughs> junk looks like something that would be on Skull Island. These five of the, five of these things ain't Andy Circus, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, I like the woman the woman in the in the background who's just like yes, yeah. Oh that's what I like my penises to look like. And there's a right, dude who's yeah. like holding his pants open, looking at his dick, and giving you the thumbs I'm gonna up. I'm going to be honest, for $5, <laughs> that's this not This is as good work. as it gets. <laughs> so I've seen a lot of things that are like this on Wish.com. And uh, so it's either a dildo or it is a reusable uh... condom. That, so it's like a dildo that you stick your dick in to make her have a bigger dick experience. But it looks like it also vibrates. And, oh, my God, I just noticed this. It says it's five centimeters long. That's not long, boys. Dear <laughs> not, God. Yeah. Not little boys. But, <laughs> <laughs> but guys with little. Oh, you know, man. You know what I mean. Do you, do you get a discount on the blue gimp costume if you buy the thickening cock with it? <laughs> thickening cock. <laughs> Okay, okay. So, uh, what are we on, Mike? Now is, is it your turn? Yeah. So we have women's fashion body care equipment, twenty eight dollars. Twenty eight dollars. Okay, so this is a simple, but th but this could be it anything. Might, it might not. Be women's simple. fashion. I, I also have to remember this is your algorithm. Yeah. Women's fashion body care equipment. $28. So it's fashionable, so you're meant to wear it out, but it's also body care equipment. Um, I feel like I'm overthinking these way too much. It's probably just another it's probably just another tilt. <laughs> um, a corset. I'm guessing a corset. Uh, you're not terribly wrong. This one was a bit misleading if you click on Best Wishes 4, because even I am not certain I know what this one is. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> So it's not. <laughs> Are they selling the mannequins or what's so... on the I think it's the mannequins, and I'm not sure it's just a mannequin, if you know what I'm saying. I like that this has a, a 471 store ratings at four out of five stars. Also, the fact that this is only $28 is a pretty good deal. Uh, let me describe what I'm looking at. Yeah. <laughs> um, these appear to be limbless and headless sex dolls. <laughs> <laughs> off mind you <laughs> 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 we've, killed, we've killed miles um, <laughs> damn yeah, i think they're sex dolls but i'm not positive that they're not just mannequins for lingerie but even if they are why are they putting little block out signs like where their buttholes would be yeah on this picture uh, maybe they're 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 sex dolls but like they're you know supposed to say they're not really for sex, but there's still um, there's still areas there where sex could be done. But they're like you're really not supposed to use it for that. It's just a mannequin. But we all know, yeah, we all know what it's for. We all know you just bought a sex torso. 
Yeah. <laughs> if you were to buy a sex doll, would you would you get one that's limbless and headless, or would you prefer, you know, arms and legs and? <laughs> well, you know, I'm gonna be thirty and. In like two weeks, I'm going to be 30. And in my 29 and almost 30 years of my life, I've never been asked that question. I've never been uh, asked that question. <laughs> so would I want one with a face is the real question here. I'm going to go with probably not because that would freak me the fuck out. Absolutely. Well, like like my actual dating life, I'm going to have to say I'd, I'd like it similarly to that. So definitely faceless and limbless for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I I have a buddy who is like, you know, man, I've been single a long time. I'm looking into investing, you know? And I'm like, investing in what? He's like, I think I want to get like a good sex doll. And I'm just like, come again? What was that? And then we watched videos on the best sex dolls to buy. And I was judging him so hard. This guy's the done whole research. time. He has. Can you he, send me I uh, did research the with info him. on that? <laughs> Yeah, sure. There's there's one. It was an unboxing and the guy couldn't get the doll out of the box because it was so heavy. Yikes. <laughs> if you he can't he had like a sex doll, you shouldn't be fucking your sex doll. <laughs> for <laughs> real. He had, he had a camera crew for a photo shoot and they like he had to ask the people who took the pictures to help him pick it up and move it around and shit. Oh, it was fucking hilarious. God. I'll, I'll put it on Twitter or something and I'll tag you in it. Cause please, it fucking please. <laughs> Pretty on, pretty on brand. So we have one more left. It's anybody's game. You guys, if you know it, shout it out. Okay. This one's the, the, normally a tiebreaker, but I don't know who's winning. Raps. So this one is Raps winning. He one, got banana hammock. One to nothing. That's right. One to nothing. Uh, men tea, Chinese medicine tea, increase strength and thicken long lasting. Four dollars. Oh, dude, that's dick tea. That is, in fact, boner dick tea. If you look at best wishes, fucking easy ones. Dude, this that was is rigged, Miles. That was anyone. That was that was for anyone. That was Miles anybody's being game. That last one because of your King Kong racial remarks. Oh please! I might have been motivated be because I can identify boner dick tea quicker than you can. <laughs> Some of us just just know that industry. I had, a, dude. I had a, a cock sock and, <laughs> and a limbless, headless woman. <laughs> I think I had the cock sock. You had did the, I? Did you have the cock sock? You had the gimp thing. I like that. Uh, I like that in this Dick T uh, photo. It's just a couple of faceless cartoon characters pounding. <laughs> I also I like the 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 little cartoon that shows you what your what your dong looks like before you drink it, and then what happens after, and it's like a little awakening. He bursts out of the condom, but it doesn't look any any happier. No, he's it's just bigger, but it's still frowning. He's like, you're choking me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a terrible ad because, like, the first dick is, I'm thinking an uncircumcised dick is what I think this is. So the first dick's like, oh, I'm sad, I'm in the hood. And then the next dick is sticking his head out. He's like, oh, here we go. Let's let's get this party started. And then it's like a really stiff turtleneck as the head pops out and he's just like, I can't be. <laughs> it's a terrible ad. There's lightning bolts coming off of him choking. It is, right? He's choking 100%. <laughs> he well, has a I... sad face. Why would they put a sad face as the final result? <laughs> yeah, that should be that should be happy wiener. Yeah. But I have thought about buying this tea. I'm just really, really concerned about what it might do to my body. That tea is probably like 80% <laughs> meth. 
Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> is this illegal? It's dude, it's on sale for almost a hundred percent off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fifty-eight dollars. Fifty-eight dollars normally. Four dollars. Dude, that tea has killed someone. <laughs> Nearly eight thousand <laughs> reviews. It's got four out of five stars. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, that dick to be fair, be I feel like those are robots. Coronavirus. And you can get another 10% off by watching a video at $4. <laughs> 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 Yeah, it's like the main ingredient is coronavirus, and the second ingredient is tiger dicks. Like, <laughs> that's just what you get. <laughs> you boil them down. Well, Apparently, Miles, that I is like, like an aphrodisiac. I know a lot more about you personally based on these uh, suggested <laughs> search results. What's really crazy is that my algorithm from that is bleeding into Etsy and Facebook Marketplace also. So I'm just starting to get ads for horrifying shit on all of my social media platforms because of which time you got, you got to hit that private browser. Yeah, I need to get a VPN or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> those cookies, dog. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, I kind of like it, if we're being honest. That was the most it's, excited it's, I've been in a while. <laughs> so that's the game. Best wishes. I hope you guys liked it. I had a great time. That was great. That was wonderful. Yeah, we should play games on yeah. our show. We're boring as fuck. It was, it was better than kids. <laughs> It, I mean, some moments it was better than King yeah. Kong. <laughs> some moments it was just like King Kong. <laughs> <laughs> the swinging and the snapping teeth. Anyway, um, so uh, did you guys notice in King Kong there is only one to two animals that look like prey animals? Almost everything else has big, nasty, gnarly fucking teeth. Why is there so many angry animals on this island? Well, no, actually, that's a really good point. Um, the prey are just the, brontos the, the brontosaurus, right? That all die <laughs> toppling over each other. Um, and that's pretty much it, right? Then it's a horrible insect, there's like, bats. Uh, there's like a weird roadrunner dinosaur. Oh, yeah, that's but, right. Oh, but that's like the only like other nice thing, thing they bump into. Yeah, yeah. That I guess they thought was yeah. Anne for some reason. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Naomi Watts is a bit more. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> yep. So yeah, that's uh, that happened in that movie. There was dinosaurs. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what else, you guys? Oh, uh, I found it really unbelievable that King Kong not once threw poop at anybody. Because I'm pretty sure that's one of Gorilla's favorite things to do is throw shit at things. So, I don't know. There was a moment where I was like, why hasn't he thrown any shit yet? He, yeah, yeah I def, I, I, I think about that often. Um, <laughs> he, I, that crosses my mind in most movies that I watch. <laughs> why isn't King Kong in this movie throwing shit? I just think that, like, why hasn't Luke Skywalker tried throwing his shit at the Death Star yet? <laughs> to be fair, no, that would have been a good move. Because, like, the odds were against him, against those three T-Rex. If he had shit him, himself... <laughs> Uh, right in his hand and flung it at the T-Rexes, they probably would have dispersed. Like, if if I was, if the three of us, right, if Miles, <laughs> if you, me, and Raph were jumping someone and we were trying to take their girl and he flung to eat her, to eat her and he flung <laughs> shit at us, I love y'all. That would have been out, it. 100%. <laughs> yeah. It would have been like, oh, we're dealing with something we did not anticipate. <laughs> yeah. No way. You're right. Be that tasty. Absolutely not. Especially if her man's... Shit. Yeah, he's yeah. throwing 
throwing duty around. It's like, it's like she's a saint if she's with you, man. You can keep her though. Right? Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Um so we didn't talk too too much about the end of the movie, but like I feel like it's the part that everybody remembers from the original. Yeah. And, yeah. And like I don't think I feel like ice skating might be something. You guys got anything on the ice skating? I liked that moment. Oh, I thought it was weird. I was like, how come everyone knows that there's a giant gorilla in New York City? But and they're waiting for people to evacuate before they go kaboom, you know? How come no one checked Central Park? They did. They fire on him. No? They were there for way too long. All right, whatever. <laughs> it's a movie! Okay, my bad. The music wasn't done yet. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> There was a moment in the theater where he jumps forward and he lands on the balcony and the balcony collapses, but then he can slide around on an icy pond. And then Naomi Watts is wearing almost nothing. So either it's super fucking cold or it's, I don't know. I noticed that when he's on the ice, it doesn't crack or anything. It doesn't crack. And I was like, there's no lake in central park. That's that deep. (laughs) Where it wouldn't crack unless he was literally – it was completely solid ice. Yeah. This well, when they shoot him parts. with the, the grenade, it, like, breaks in and he's, like, drowning in it. So it must be an ocean, like – Yeah. I, I I thought that was weird, but then um, I kind of brought myself back and realized that I was watching a movie about a, a 25-foot-tall gorilla. Sure. Um, yeah. Realism needs to be suspended to some degree. I yeah. Suppose. I was like, am I really going to be that guy who, like, my one – my one gripe about this movie is that the giant gorilla doesn't fall through the the, the ice pond in New York City <laughs> Central Park, but also doesn't make any sense. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it was, he's too big. I don't know. Also, you think I mean, at least once he would have like squeezed her a little too hard and like killed her? Killed her. <laughs> I'm telling you, just the G forces of the dinosaur fight, like. She she was lobotomized at that moment. Absolutely. Like the first throw. Broken her back, cracked several ribs. <laughs> she would have just been like strawberry jelly in his hand, and he'd have been like, do a flip, Johnson, something. <laughs> hey, why are you? Wake up. Um, <laughs> I killed those dinosaurs for you. <laughs> yeah, I like when, actually, no, it's funny you mentioned that. I like when he kills the last one, and then he like moves the jaw a little bit to make sure it's dead, and then he's like, yeah yeah (laughs) that's how that's how men operate we think that like those are the things that women care about and Mm -hmm. they don't care how many dinosaurs you kill just just be nice to them yeah be (laughs) be nice to them and have a 401k and (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah so uh that's uh that's the movie. Oh, and, and Jack Black says the last line. So that's that's basically the movie. Did you guys uh, think it was kind of weird that at the end, or I guess throughout the course of the movie, Naomi Watts is like low key trying to get the pipe from the Kong? From the Kong. She definitely seemed yeah. way more into him than Adrian Brody. I mean for yes, for, for being sure. a gorilla, Kong had a bit more human shaped of a nose than Adrian Brody does. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was thinking that he has to be top three most pronounced noses in all of movie history, if not number one. That man's schnozole <laughs> is completely <laughs> off hemisphere. Dude. It's kind of rad, though. I kind of it like is. It. It's. I mean, it's not an unattractive schnozole. 
it's pretty gnarly. It's, I mean, if you saw that schnozole by itself, unattached to a face, you'd be like, that is Adrian Brody schnozole. <laughs> and I want to put it That's in my true. movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, No, but absolutely. It is weird. She definitely was trying to fucking con. <laughs> she definitely was. She was giving him the eyes. And I mean, there you know, there was the the, the scene where 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 she sucked his dick. But other than that, he it there was, was so, obvious. No, there's a song that came out in like the year after this movie came out. Maybe it was called it was called King Kong, and it was like a deep voice going, "If you hear me, you can't see me. I got King Kong in my trunk." And I wonder if that's what the song was about. Was she was trying to get King Kong in her trunk? It, that would if the G forces don't kill her, that would for sure, for sure. You'd think you'd think you'd at least see his wang swanging at some point in the movie, right? They kendalled him for sure. Yeah, they did kendall him. <laughs> they, did. <laughs> they did our boy dirty. They did. Yeah. No sex drive, poor guy. No. <laughs> I wish he had like a big red ass too. I know that's unique. To, <laughs> that's unique to certain baboons. <laughs> but but wouldn't that be great? I guess <laughs> just a hanging red ass. What is it about those asses? You know, I think they're just really irritated. Is that is that what it is? They're, they got really they're red and neat. Why they're red and bulbous? Uh, maybe they sat on a bunch of fire ants. I, interesting. I kind of knew you were going to say that, dude. Yeah, we're, we're they have red asses and blue faces. Right. <laughs> I, I think both are very strange things to have on a body. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Speaking of strange things to have on a body, um, uh, here's a seamless transition. Uh, they apparently used a lot of the same... Uh, <laughs> they used a lot of the same props from the original movie because Peter Jackson just collects them. So, like, all of the spears and shields that, like, the native people had were used in the original movie. That's amazing. I didn't know that. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, and what else did they use? alive. <laughs> all those years, 70 years later, he was just like, you know what? They don't make racism like they did in the 1930s. Let's bring yeah. it back for a new generation. <laughs> Why don't we? <laughs> yeah, they said that – he said that the bombs that they used – or, yeah, they uh, – like there's the chloroform in jars, and if you look closely, there's a bunch of bombs in there. They were the original chloroform bombs from the movie, and uh, the drums that are in a couple of shots were from the original movie too. So there was definitely a lot of like they were trying to pay as much of an homage to the original King Kong as they possibly could, and I think like especially when you watch the special features and you see them side by side, it's pretty wild how close they like got it. Well, that's if if I recall correctly from from an interview I watched with him, he part of the whole reason he set this Kong in the same time period as the original is because he was like, we cannot change the biplanes being the thing that kill him. And he was like, if we if it's not biplanes, then it can't be that time period. So he was like, it has to, it has to be, it has to be then. Cause he was like, it's not going to be, it's not going to be helicopters. like the version in the seventies. It's not going to be something contemporary. He was like, it's gotta be the biplanes. biplanes. Black Hawk, Apaches and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Gunning him down. <laughs> Jesus. Dropping sidewinder missiles on fucking the empire state building and shit. That would be the Michael Bay King Kong. If we got one of those. 
Um, I was listening to you guys' show, actually. This kind of transitions us towards the end here. Uh, I was listening to your show, and you guys ended up talking about King Kong. I think it was even this week's episode that just came out. And you were saying that the the remake was a huge hot pile of garbage, if I'm not mistaken. Skull Island, yes. Yeah, that was me. I haven't seen it, but Rap yeah. disliked it immensely. That was me. Yeah, I uh, I kept it on as like a background movie. I watched a little bit of it. It was terrible. It's um, it, it was an offensive piece of, of filmmaking, if you could even call it that. Um, the <laughs> I'm gonna get a little like film nerdy now, but like the editing was terrible. Like you could tell that all, all of the actors had different shooting schedules, and none of them were. <clears throat> actually on set with each other when they were reading their lines, they were just like saying lines to empty space. There was, there was just like nothing there. It looked awful. It made absolutely no sense. Um, yeah. I don't know. Did you, have you seen it? Do you, do you like it? I own it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Miles, what other uh, movies do you like that I can, that I can shit on right now <laughs> as just a I sent you a giant list of movies. Like, as what I'm learning from this podcast, especially recently, is I have real bad taste. No, 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 I'm an asshole. Well, no, like there was a couple of them where I was like, yeah, I really like this. Like, uh, what was the example? It's come. It should be out before this episode. Uh, we were talking about uh, one of the James Bond movies, and I was like, I kind of just like the Madonna song that was in it. And they're like, you like Die Another Day by Madonna? I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. And they're like, now that is a controversial <laughs> opinion to have. And then I had like five of them in that episode. I just kept like being like, yeah, I really like that. They're like, why? <laughs> well, no, so... in your defense, I like most of the Bond uh, songs. Yeah, I, I do. don't like anything James Bond, really. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it's a fair allegory <laughs> for uh, for something. Yeah. <laughs> no, but Miles, in defense, Destiny. I really like the 2005 Peter Jackson Kong. I can't speak to the um, was it 2017, Seven, 2016 yeah. uh, Kong Skull Island. I haven't seen it, uh, so I don't know. It's not good. Okay, well, there, there you go. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, I, I like it because it's just a brain, brainless action movie, and I'm like – liking how they were setting it up now the years have passed and the the universe that they're setting up is not ideal i would have liked peter jackson to be doing this but you know did you so we've got like uh the two godzillas did you like either of them the first one wasn't terrible the second one was one of the worst movies i've ever seen in my entire life i agree completely i actually really like the 2014 one i hate 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 the sequel i think it's terrible I think they, like, lost their budget towards the end, so, like, they had a lot more money, and then all of a sudden they didn't, so they kind of had to, like, scramble to get things together, and the editing was bad, the plot was bad, the acting was bad, like, everything about it was, like, so, um, yeah, so, the, the name of this show is The Disc Dump, so, I am doing this because I have too many stupid movies, and I need to, like, tone down my collection. Peter Jackson's King Kong. What do you guys think? Should I keep it or dump it? This could get a little dicey here. I'm excited. Oh, interesting. Keep it. Keep it. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say you keep it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not my cup of tea. Um, I, I still. I, I think that it can be an, an enjoyable movie, and the reasons for it not being my cup of tea, I think that those are things that people can learn from. So, um, you know, it's always good to keep those things around. Even if it can be problematic, you know we can still mm. can still learn from it. But it, it's also it's a super exciting movie. Um, it's a ton of fun. A lot of the CGI looks good. Some of it's 
bad. But for the most part, it's like an enjoyable, fun ride. Uh, so keep it. I think I think that it's worth keeping because it's what Peter Jackson did promptly off of Lord of the Rings, which is what I consider to be one of the greatest trilogies of all time. Um, and it's also his love letter to the film that made him a filmmaker. So I think it's a unique piece where a director gets to remake a movie that inspired them to make movies in the first place. It would have been cool if he made it an interesting movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think that we are in agreement then. Like, you almost had me with the whole it's racist thing. I was just like, oh, shit. I don't know if I love this movie as much. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> Am I allowed to love this? I'm not sure anymore. Um, but yeah, they. Uh, so I was a little, a little sketched out, a little worried there. But you make a good point that it's a learning thing, especially since I just learned that. Now I'm gonna have to rewatch it with like a new kind of critical eye. So yeah, I'm definitely gonna keep it for now at least. And it's, but it's very long. It's an investment. It is. Whew. Yeah, it's long. Yeah, and it's, it's on stars right now, and I'm like. Things are all digital, so I like. I always consider it, even if I like the movie. But I think I'm gonna hang on to this. Yeah. one. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Have you actually like thrown out shit that people say to dump? I have tried. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there are Something like uh, a true there are yeah. I'm picturing there are a like couple your backyard that... with a fucking just like lighter <laughs> burning DVDs. <laughs> there are a couple of them that landed in a trash can for sure. But most of them I've tried to sell on Facebook Marketplace. But here's what they don't tell you about Facebook Marketplace. Ain't nobody want DVDs. So I have them in most of them in a pile. That is just me trying to sell them. And then after a couple months, I just throw them in the Salvation Army. Somebody will want them. So, yep, there have been some that are gone. And there was a couple of them I've gotten rid of that I'm super pissed off that I got rid of them. Which one? So uh there is a game called the darkness 2 which is one of the best games ever but i was like am i gonna play this again anytime soon i don't think so if i ever want it again i can just buy it i traded it in at a video game store and i got 95 cents for it and i'm too socially awkward to be like that's not enough money is that that is that the game where you're that gangster and you have like legions coming out of your hands yeah, and you chop people in half and shit. Yes, yeah. I remember. I re- I don't think I ever played it, but I I'm a gamer. I'm a pretty avid gamer myself. Uh, and I Dude, remember. That's one of the best remember, games Yes, ever. yes. Raps being hyperbolic. Uh, <laughs> I love uh, that. I remember game. Uh, seeing that advertised when I was younger. I never played it though. It was really good. I did an episode on it. Okie dokie, fellas. So let's tell the audience how they can get a hold of you guys. Um, I will go first. You can find me <laughs> on Instagram. At personally, at Michael underscore Ruoco underscore. That's R-U-O-C-C-O. That's my personal Instagram. Uh, you can find both of us at straight2dvdpod. That's the number two. Raph, where can they find you personally? They can find me personally on Instagram and Twitter at Raph Stitt, all one word, R-A-F-S-T-I-T-T. Uh, they, yeah, like you said, they can find us both uh, at straight2dvdpod. That's the, our handle on Instagram and on Twitter. Check us out. We do, you know, fun movie stuff, and you know, we, we hope you hope you join us. Yeah, their show is super super funny. I'm like laughing out loud at work, and everyone's looking at me like I'm a crazy person. So I really recommend you guys check it out. Um, Thank yeah, you, Miles. So, That's so nice to hear. Yeah. 
Thank you. It is my pleasure. I enjoy your show. Thank you for doing it. Um, okay, so I just have a couple thank yous to say. First, I want to say thank you to the Jazz June for the use of the theme song Viva La Speed Metal off of the album The Medicine. I really enjoy that music. You guys would too. You need to support them. They've gotten me through some hard times in my life, so please check out the Jazz June, Viva La Speed Metal, off of the album The Medicine. I also want to say thank you to the Fat Rat for the use of the song Unity, which we use to bring us in and out of the ad spots, and we close every episode with it. I'm going to go through all my reads in the middle instead of doing them all right now, because you guys know how to get a hold of me. So, fellas, I asked you guys to think about what you would like to recommend to the audience. What you got? Michael, you can go ahead. So, um... Like I said before, I'm an avid gamer, and you mentioned the darkness, so it's got me thinking about games. So instead of doing a TV show or a film, I'm actually going to recommend a game, and I don't know if you've played it. It's very divisive, and it's very controversial amongst the gaming community right now, um, and it's an apt time to talk about it because it's actually the Game Awards tonight, um, and it's won a lot of the awards this evening. It's won Best Narrative, Best Adventure Game, Best Performance. The game I am recommending is exclusive to the PlayStation 4 and now PlayStation 5. It is The Last of Us Part 2. It, Saw that coming a mile away. I know. It is extreme. A lot of fans, a lot of gamers are very disappointed with how the story went. I personally loved it. I thought it was a, a beautiful compliment to the original game. I thought on a technical level it was a masterpiece. I thought the combat was amazing. I just think it is an incredible story, and I think they had a lot of balls to do with it what they did with it so that's my recommendation go into it with an open mind that's it right on nice i haven't played it yet i'm not a big gamer i'm I'm slowly creeping into the world of gaming um for my recommend yeah. uh i guess i'm gonna go with a movie a movie that i watched a couple weeks ago on netflix it's an original i don't know if a lot of people have seen it because it's not you know front and center on the discovery page uh but it's a movie called 40 year old version um, it, it, it's, it's really cool. I'm, I'm going to try to pull up the filmmaker's name, but she, she's a playwright who, you know, wrote, directed and starred in this movie. Her name is Rada Blank. She's fantastic. It's about her turning 40 and just, you know, uh, kind of like coming to terms with like her creative endeavors at that age and, you know, not really panning out the way that, that they, that she thought that they would. It's, it's a really cool movie. It's like super different than, a lot of the stuff that you see on on Netflix, but really cool, like black and white movie about a woman in New York City just do, doing her thing. The forty-year-old nice. version, Ver- not virgin, version, yeah. version. Right on. Yeah, I will definitely check both of those out. I'm saving up to buy a PlayStation, so I'm pretty excited to try the last oh, series. Get one. It is Dude. my favorite system. Do it. Right on. We just got the switch, so nice. It's fuck yeah. I'm working on it. <laughs> right on, fellas. Well, thank you for doing this with me, Miles. This I, I know I speak for both Raph and myself. This has been an absolute pleasure. This has been so fun. thanks. This thank has you. been great. Yeah, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you for for having us on. It, it's been anytime. Yeah, if you ever want to have us on again, we we'd love to to do another show with you. you fucking you. Crack. Yeah, you're up. you're hilarious. This yeah. has been a, a very oh, nice thanks, mix guys. Of personalities, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, you have an open invitation. Anytime you guys want to come on, feel free. Just let, look at the list and let me know. Fantastic. Hell yeah. Uh, alrighty, audience. Take care now. Until next week.